my dear beautiful souls my name is basundra talwari and i'm a transformation coach and a yogini blending in spirituality with modern living beautifully together to bring in powerful transformation in people's lives helping them in raising their standards breaking boundaries decoding beliefs overcoming fears getting them to know their core and own their power leading them to live a more fulfilled abundant free and a peaceful life full of self love that is yoga isn't it and i'm super excited to welcome you to my podcast channel the yoga life that's going to be all heart mind body and soul the journey towards yoga the ultimate union with your own self and today's podcast is about karma what is karma we've always been told that if we wished bad for someone it comes back to us maybe 10 years later but it does and if we wish something good for others or do something good for others it might come back to us in a good way maybe next lifetime who knows and then we find some people who do all kinds of bad things they get lazy eat badly they do bad stuff they treat others badly they don't work too much yet they enjoy prosperity good health wealth and so much more and on the other hand there are people who do everything right they eat well they take care of themselves they take care of their family they are very good citizens they treat others well yet they are constantly ridden with poverty ill health failure and so much more that is karma so what does this mean Does it mean that we just give up, hang our boots, and say, "Hey, you know what? Karma is going to take over anyway, so let me just chill, sit back, do nothing. I am done." Is what you say? Is that what you do? Whatever will be, will be. Whatever happens, it's predestined. Is that what we do? The answer is absolutely not. You see, that's the second part of law of karma. Most of us are familiar with the first part. that what we have done in the past will come back good or bad <laughs> we've been constantly told right as you sow so shall you reap but the second part which is what today's talk is all about is far more important whatever the seeds of karma that you have germinated in this moment good or bad contains within itself an opportunity for moksha for liberation for getting out of this bondage of life and death pain and misery what is that way 
there is a thing that we have to do there is a way that we have to look in a certain way that makes all the difference adi shankaracharya a saint about whom perhaps you may have heard or maybe not but he lived in the 8th century and he wrote an immortal shloka called bhajagovindam perhaps you've heard of it and in it he gives us a clue on how to get out of this wheel of karma and this verse goes like this punarapi jananam punarapi maranam punarapi janani jathare shayanam iha sansare bahudastare kripaya pare pahi murare what does this mean punarapi jananam punarapi maranam I am born again and I shall die again. Punarapi janani jathare shayanam And once again, I lie in the womb of my mother. Iha sansare bahudastare This samsara, meaning the wheel of birth and death. Bahudastare It is so hard. Kripaya pare pahi murare Oh Lord free me with thy grace Murari here means Krishna none other than Bhajagovinda so he's referring to Krishna and asking him kripaya pare pahi murare oh lord please free me from this samsara this misery of birth and death that is the key to getting out of the wheel of karma that is through god's grace here kripa means grace in sanskrit but it's not something that you wait for right <laughs> it's not like an apple that fell on top of newton's head one fine day when we were, he was chilling under a tree it has to be earned it has to be invited magnetically into your life you have to do something in order to get that and what do you do let me tell you a story there is a beautiful story in the mahabharata it's the story of the dharma vyadha vyadha in many ways uh, or in the past has been referred to as somebody who kills it's derived from the word vadha vyadha is the one who kills he's a butcher that is his profession and this is his story now the pandavas are in the forest at this stage in the mahabharata yudhishthira the eldest of them is very unhappy about what he has just done he has played a game of dice and he has staked his wife the wife that Justin belonged to him but the other four brothers of his too and he's humiliated for having lost her and he has to come into the forest and ask for help for wisdom for guidance most of you know the story right how the pandavas get into the forest for having lost all that they had owned over a game of dice 
and in the forest now that yudhishthira is repenting what he has done he is looking for someone some self realized person some rishi who can answer his questions his questions as to what did he do wrong and what can he do about it and he goes about asking whoever he meets and seems like he's met some self realized person how can i prevent the upcoming debacle he asks the doomsday from happening and along these lines one day a great rishi comes along his way his name is markandeya markandeya is already a very famous rishi an immortal one uh, he needs another podcast he has another beautiful story as to how he came into being so such a man comes yudhishthira's way and yudhishthira says okay if there is anyone who knows the secret of karma it is markandeya so he asks him lord please tell me what is the right duty what do i do how do i know what the choice to make sometimes i have to do things that i don't want to do i find myself face to face with that choice and sometimes something feels like it is the right thing to do yet it is the most horrifying thing i can do from where can i find the wisdom of doing the right thing so is referring to him having staked his wife and now he has to fulfill his commitment to whom he has staked his wife to that is the kauravas his cousins his step brothers that is the right thing to do but it also feels horrible to do the same isn't it so he is in that dilemma so markandeya says yudhishthira just by asking this question you have shown how wise you are let me tell you a story that is going to help you understand the secret of karma so he begins the great rishi markandeya telling the story to the eldest pandava yudhishthira the story of dharma vyadha the divine butcher long time ago markandeya says since the treta yuga even perhaps before the time of rama there lived in a village a brahmin family they had a son whose name was kaushika kaushika was an unusual child from the very first day he wasn't interested in the usual toys and playthings that the other children were interested in he always used to go and sit in front front of the god and pray that's all he did the fact that he wanted something else in life from the youngest age was obvious so kaushika grows up to be a young man and like all parents what do they want they want him to get married <laughs> so his parents tell him kaushika you need to get married there are three debts in this world that you must pay those debts are the debt of the parents the debt of the guru and the debt of the devas the debt of the devas is repaid by doing havans and yagnas 
uh, you may find so many things to do especially in the hindu culture to repay the debts to the devas the debt to the guru can be repaid by serving the guru and by intelligently doing the practices that they have given us but the debt to the parent my dear son he says is repaid by having a family of your own now the parents of kaushika are emphasizing on kaushika getting married kaushika looks at them and says ah oh, no way that is not for me i have been guided ever since my birth to do something else it is not my duty now kaushika's friends also start telling him to think about his decision they say you are the only son your parents are already getting old they're becoming feeble how can you go away to a forest and meditate please stay here take care of them repay your debts kaushika says no way god has called me and he goes off into the forest he begins to meditate under a nice big peepal tree now you know in india peepal tree is highly revered in almost all major temples there is a peepal tree right outside of it so he sits underneath a nice beautiful peepal tree and begins to practice tapasya great austerities yogic practices pranayama meditation he begins to study the vedas the upanishads incessantly chants the name of god and he does this for years and years and years he has no home no food the only food he gets is when he goes into the neighboring village every evening he goes in front of the householder's house and says bhavati bhiksham dehi please give me some food and if they give him something he eats if they don't he doesn't such is the life of kaushika the sadhu the sanyasi after a few years he begins to sense a great vitality great power within him it was unfathomable he feels like the limitations of his body are of no use like it's nothing he can go on for days without food or sleep he has energy to walk hundreds and hundreds of kilometers sun doesn't burn him water doesn't drown him he's unaffected by heat or cold he feels a sense of expansion that is extraordinary he feels inner powers beginning to come from within him the more he meditates the more he finds this yet something is missing there is no joy it's as if he has achieved a lot of things but every day is the same he has achieved so much yet he doesn't feel fulfilled has it happened to you that you worked your asses off slogged hard all your life so far but you're unhappy there is no satisfaction that's the feeling he gets despite all his powers he's well known in the village that there is this forest and there's a sanyasi named kaushika in it who has all these powers yet kaushika is unhappy one day he says this is enough 
he says lord you have to show me the way out i don't know what else to do so he comes back to his tree sits down and begins to meditate i am not going to give up until i find my answer until i find my joy until i find your joy within me about 2 minutes into his meditation ah it's evening time so what happens in the evening time under a people tree is perhaps you don't know or maybe you do what happens is that the birds begin to come back to their nests and they're not silent birds they're like noisy with harsh noise <laughs> they don't make melodious or soft noises now on this tree a crow and a crane begin to fight with each other here is kaushika sitting lord i am not going to give up until i find your bliss in me and 2 minutes into that a crow and a crane begin to fight right on top of history he is so angry so angry now we all get angry as normal people right and usually nothing happens we get angry people ignore us <laughs> and looking at people ignoring us we get more angry <laughs> and nobody gives a shit <laughs> but when somebody like kaushika gets angry and angrier it doesn't work that way he's a refined soul the universe responds to his feelings so when he is angry the anger of his heart is overwhelming irresistible feeling comes through him he looks up and says who dares disturbs my meditation and the distilled essence of his anger comes out as a flame through his spiritual eye it shoots out to burn the crow and the crane and in a moment the ashes begin to rain down on him 2 minutes into his meditation where he was determined to find god he has instead killed two birds without even a stone now he is more disturbed what did i do has all my sadhana all my tapasya for all these years yielded this i have done all of these sacrifices for decades and yet I have become a common murderer of two innocent birds. I have killed. What is my duty? What did I do wrong? He gives up in frustration. It's evening time. He goes into the village. The first house he finds, he stands there and calls out, "Bhavati bhiksham dehi. Please lady of the house, give me something to eat." and it was the duty of the householders back in those days that when a sanyasi came you have to give him some him or her some simple food to eat so those days there were no refrigerators there was no way that you could remove food from what was lying from previous days excess and smell it and check if it's all right to give and then hand it over simply no that was not possible so this lady she didn't want to hurry things up because she wanted to do a good deed of offering food to him so she calls out and says please wait i'm going to come and give you food akashika waits he waits for 5 minutes 20 minutes half an hour 
45 minutes he is already not very happy because he killed two birds and he isn't feeling any divine joy so he has all bad things going on in his life right now and now he's sitting hungry in front of this house he cannot even walk away because the lady said she will serve him food eventually the lady comes out after maybe an hour and a half she says i'm sorry to have kept you waiting for so long please forgive me i just was busy serving my family my in-laws are not well so i had to serve them i had to serve my children then my husband that's how it took me this long you basically came at the wrong time for me well here is some food kaushika bai now was so angry he was shaking with anger he says lady you made me wait for such a long time do you not know who i am do you not know my power the entire village has heard of me just by thinking about it just by sankalpa i can burn down your house the lady looks at him and says i am neither a crow nor a crane whom you can burn down your anger has no effect on me kaushika was stunned stupefied how does she know and then she continues on in a voice which is sincere and humble she says do you not know sir anger is the single greatest enemy that dwells in the heart of man your tapasya has provided you with a lot of powers you think that those powers that you have acquired are by your actions no it hasn't you don't know the secret of karma because it's not given to you on a platter and in all of these achievements you don't experience the divine bliss that you so desperately seek the powers that you have are not yours it's merely god working through you and until you sense the divine presence behind your every action you will never feel god's joy she says this so sincerely with great humility but it has this irresistible ring of truth behind it truth when we hear it has its own power which is completely irresistible the power is called agraha something that forces us to do that and that's why when mahatma gandhi started his movement he called it satyagraha the compelling power of truth so kaushika feels at this moment satyagraha the compelling power in this lady's words in a moment the anger he has felt all along he didn't even know completely become still it's replaced by the peace that he has never felt before he folds his hands and says oh great lady i mistook you for a common householder you're obviously a woman of great self realization 
will you please instruct me further into the secrets of karma so that i too can be self realized and she says no sir i don't have the ability to do that i'm just a simple householder all i know is to take care of my family the knowledge that you seek is present in the great city of mithila or mithila was the capital city of this kingdom she says go into that capital city of mithila and there seek dharma vyadha anyone will tell you who dharma vyadha is he will be able to dispel your doubt so kaushika goes back and walks to the city of mithila after all for somebody with his powers is capable of walking miles and miles without a break it's no big deal so he walks to the city of mithila then he comes to this great city with its white boulevards and roads prosperous people dressed in silks and finery and he asks them so will you please direct me to dharma vyadha they start giving him directions take a left then a right walk further up and then finally a right and when he comes over he comes to a very distasteful distasteful place <laughs> it's it's a slaughter house that he comes to It's a row of shops where people are slaughtering animals and butchering the meat. Where did I end up? What a horrible place is this? He says to himself. But then he has the memory of this lady and the experience with her that he had experienced for the first time, the peace and the bliss he hadn't found in years of meditation. So he says, I'm not going to give up. This slaughter house is where I am going to be redeemed. So be it. So he walks, and he comes to the shop of Dharma Vyadha, the divine butcher. Vyadha, who is in the midst of cutting some piece of meat, just comes out and asks, "Sir, did the lady from the village send you?" By now, he has gotten used to this. <laughs> Whatever. I guess everybody knows this, and I don't. <laughs> he says, "Yes, sir. She did send me." Dharmavada says, "So, please come, sit in my shop." Now Kaushika, who has meditated and studied Vedas for years, distastefully walks into the slaughterhouse and sits on the bench. He has to clean it with his dhoti just to make sure that he's not sitting on some filth, and he sits there. What to do? If this is what he has to do to get himself redeemed, so be it. And he sits there. And Dharma Vyadha keeps going about his business. He is a well-built man and muscular. Kaushika begins to notice something. He notices that Dharma Vyadha works constantly. There is no break in what he does. There is a sense of peace on his face that is ethereal, that's inexplicable. And he always, when he weighs the meat, he gives little more for what the customer has paid. and with every customer he says how are you how is your family he will always have something good to say about them in all the other shops around there is conundrum chaos there are a lot of fights that are going on haggling that is going on lot of noise whereas in dharma vyada's shop it's all peaceful he begins to see something beyond this distasteful action that the butcher is committing every minute he begins to sense the presence of god he says 
the last time i went to one of the shrines of lord shiva this is how i felt i had the same feeling he said something is going on his mind begins to expand to higher reality and it goes on this way for a few more hours by now it's about 1:30 in the afternoon and vyadha finally finishes he closes his shop wipes his face with his dhoti which is already dirty and he says so sorry to make you wait by now kaushika is used to such things right waiting is just another thing he's accepted that please come with me i will feed you so they walk over to his house it's a very small house and vyadha says i still have a few more things to complete sir so please wait here and in those days the houses had this open portico in the front so uh, kaushika sits in the front and watches kaushika go about uh, kaushika uh, watches vyadha go about his uh, chores so vyadha goes into his house and it turns out that both of his parents are unable to walk they have lost the use of their legs so he lifts them one by one and gives them a bath cleans them like they were his children then with his meager store of grains and food he cooks them a very simple meal and he feeds them with his own hand then he washes them make sure that they are resting and by now outside his house a few more people have gathered a few hungry destitute people who have no other place to eat and his food stores are dwindling so it's becoming less and less he gives whatever is remaining to those beggars outside then he comes to kaushika washes his feet and says sorry for the delay let me give you some food he gives him food patiently sits down watches him eat and only after kaushika is done by now there's almost no food remaining maybe half a roti and a couple of spoons of dal that's about it he eats it with nice joyful happy attitude and that is it kaushika looks at him such as his judgment that he has come all the way to seek self realization to seek wisdom but such is the inborn judgments of people like this that instead of listening to vyadha what he has to say kaushika says sir the work that you do is horrible you shouldn't be doing it it's a great sin you will rot in hell for the for the rest of your life ha <sighs> vyadha looks at him and says no it isn't the fact that i am a butcher in this lifetime is just because of my karma in the past no work is high or low everything is the same it would be a grave thing if i aspired for something that i was not meant to do then punarapi jananam punarapi maranam i come back punarapi janani jathare shayanam sansare bahudastare i come back into the cycle of birth and rebirth and there is no end to it i have to do what is mine so sit down revered sir i will tell you every day ever since i became old enough to work 
I have been doing my duty at the slaughterhouse. It doesn't bring me too much money, but I do it to the best of my ability. The customers that come, they are my gods. Kaushika asks, Why are they gods? They're just regular people. He says, No. What they do is they give me money, which helps me put food in my parents' mouth. If God didn't work through them, we would all starve. So they are my gods. So what other duty do I have other than to give them the best possible meat that I can give them? This is new for Kaushika. Really? That's how it works? Yes, sir. That's how it works. Whatever money I have, if there is more remaining, then I buy more food and feed it to poor people. I never tell a lie, not even casually as a joke. I never criticize other people. I don't judge other people and the more I do this, more I feel God's presence. Then he says, another important thing. He says, you know, the work that I do is not as interesting as what you do. You study the Vedas, the Upanishads, scriptures all the time. You do all the pranayamas. Mine is pretty boring. The only choice I have is to make a choice between which animal to slaughter next. And I'm going to do it for years together. But what I have learned is, if I have to do it with greatest of enthusiasm, I will. If I do it in order to serve other people, then I derive a pleasure that I suspect, sir, that you don't get from all your meditation. <laughs> Kaushika is listening to this. The vibrational presence of Vyadha here. The way he's saying what he's saying. What he has seen in the morning, what happened yesterday night with the householder lady is all transformed within him. And suddenly in a moment of, of epiphany, a moment of self-realization, it occurs to him that is what I have been doing wrong. My duty was to go back home and take care of my parents and not to come to the forest, not to study Upanishads and Vedas. Those are all useless. Look what happened. I am just angrier and angrier. So he looks at Vyadha and says, Thank you, sir. With your own life, with the power of your actions, you have transformed my mind. It is now very clear to me what I have to do when he says goodbye to Vyadha and goes back, not to his people tree, but back to his village. And there he finds his mother and father, who by now had become very feeble, barely able to see. And his mother embraces him and says, I knew it. I knew it in my heart that you would always come back. She says, I'm so happy that you're back. And he says, please forgive me. I did not know. I was misguided all my life. Now I know what my duty is. And then sincerely, with God's presence, he begins to serve his parents and begins a family of his own. And very soon, that little thing that was missing, that piece of divine bliss, 
comes to him he too attains moksha liberation and saying so markandeya tells yudhishthira that my son is the secret of karma beautiful story isn't it so wonderful and so simple if only we follow the law of karma and do our duties be aware of our duties we will experience all the bliss in the world that is yoga it's not about shunning life and running away into the forest to find peace but finding peace in doing your duty is yoga staying put where you are and finding beauty in that space and creating more beauty with your creativity that is yoga that is self love that is swadharma your duty towards yourself and in that serving towards you you serve the others hope you enjoyed listening to this beautiful story that shifted so much within me taught me something and transformed me as a person when i heard it the first time helps you too <laughs> thank you for listening and i send you loads of love take care Mwah. see you in my next podcast bye bye